Hey everybody and welcome to the Empathy Podcast. My name's Leanne Butterworth. Today we're talking about empathy and real estate with Emma Herbert from Crowd Bloom. Now Emma used to be in the real estate industry but her mission now is to create positive energy and culture in businesses including real estate agents. So today we're exploring empathy and real estate with Emma Herbert. I hope you can join me. Welcome to the Empathy Podcast. My name's Leanne Butterworth and we're talking to Emma Herbert. Today we're talking about empathy and real estate. And Emma, welcome, welcome. Can you give us a bit of a synopsis about who you are, what you do and why you're the best person for me to talk to about empathy and real estate? Because you're probably the only person I know of who could talk to me about this. Oh, thank you. That's a beautiful segue and a giant compliment all wrapped up in one. Thanks, firstly, Leanne, for having me. It's always beautiful to... Um, share your voice and your thoughts with other people so i hope that somebody out there in podcast land finds something that resonates with them and helps them on their journey uh i had 21 years in the real estate industry and i absolutely loved what i did and i was just telling leanne before we started recording that uh if you're only audible today um that you won't see how bright and shiny i am i've been dressed like this since five o'clock this morning so i'm a little bit tired um but i was rock a bright color sequins uh something that just screams me and we were just speaking before we started recording then that it's really really important to be your authentic self no matter what you're doing so if it is face to face if it is on a podcast just let the real you scream from the rooftops and empathy is one of those pieces that i just really excuse my french bloody love because it's me to the core, um, Emma, Empathy, MM. Uh, there was a few sort of uh, puns that we used to do back in the day, but um, I love empathy, but it's something that's such a real juxtaposition with the real estate industry. So, yeah, I had 21 years in the game and I actually used empathy as a beautiful marketing piece, you know, content. It was part of my branding, but it wasn't something that I used as a token. It just... It was natural because uh, I'm a country girl. <laughs> I grew up up north and of Queensland. If you're not watching Queensland, and uh, a good country girl. And I just love kindness and empathy as a whole. And it's something that just comes naturally to me. So it's not it's not ever been something that I had to try with. Yep. But um, but yeah, it's funny that you mentioned it, Leanne. You're the best to speak to about this, and possibly the only. <laughs> Thankfully, empathy in real estate is actually one of those things that have been really encouraged and and most certainly grown of recent uh, years. Obviously, you know, the big C word last year um, really threw people into a different focus of what they need to provide their marketplace, their people, their community. And empathy is one of those things that I think in real estate, it's almost like they're scared to be empathetic or scared to be authentic or scared to show empathy because especially the younger generation as they climb that um, trajectory in the in the industry, they're concerned about uh, diminishing the stigma of being strong, being uh, confident, being a leader, being capable, being a good negotiator. And they almost lean on the fact that they can't have that empathetic uh, personality as well, which is absolutely ridiculous because you look at it, you know, you're, you're selling someone's largest asset in most cases or even, 
you know, heaven forbid their grandparents who have passed away and it was their asset or their only asset or the passing on to their family, as I said before, for 21 years I lent on empathy very, very heavily because it's so beautiful with connections and it's genuine, you know. You need that in that transaction. So I really babbled there and that was not at all. It just just falls out of my face so easily and I just I'm very, very passionate about it. Empathy full stop, but in particular, empathy in the real estate industry. Absolutely. It's it's becoming more popular, not that it should be a <laughs> you know, phase, but it's certainly being more looked upon more favorably because they can see that it has um, merit and it's not something that does make them look weak or make them look, you know, uh, any less of a, a competent or, or confident negotiator. So, yes. Yeah. The goal for today is. I mean, when I've talked to people and said, hey, my next podcast, Empathy in Real Estate, the reaction generally is, what? Really? Why? Um, Is that even a thing? So I'd really like to lift the veil on this and for the general public to go, no, 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 it is possible. Also for the real estate agents out there who potentially are looking for a new way of doing things. So hopefully today we're going to talk about the benefits of this why it's a good idea, why it's probably a good idea not to be a dick, um, how that may be of benefit to you and your clients. And I think also really getting to the bottom of why it's important for this to be a genuine, empathetic experience and not a token gesture as a means to an end. So that's where I'd really like to go today. So Emma Herbert from Crowd Bloom. So what is it that Crowd Bloom do now? Because you said you're in real estate for 21 years, you've come away, and now what is it that you do now? Crowd Bloom is uh, came up with a name because I want to help businesses crowds bloom. So I show your people how to love what they do and increase what they do, therefore love and increase what your business does. So at the core of any business is your people and our, I suppose, our industry type is where business strategists drilling down the next layer is. I prefer to be thought of as energy and cultural strategists because uh, that energy and cultural component or that piece is what's lacking, or people are interested but don't know how to actually identify or target that and then market that out to their brands. Every business, whether you know it or not you have a unique footprint in that energy and cultural space and if you are getting it wrong, that could be hindering your sales, it could be hindering or causing toxic staff, it could be, um, you know, a multitude of different negatives but on the other side, if you get it right, you can scream it from the rooftops and end up on billboards on highways and knowing that that unique uh, energy and culture in your business it goes right through, so it'll ripple through your people and it's right through from the receptionist picking up their phone if they get that right or wrong through to, as I said, all your marketing and your brand voice and, you know, that we're out there spending thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars on advertising if we're not getting it right and our core isn't correct um, and our people aren't happy. So there's many, many layers. It's a bit of a hybrid. There's some human behaviour, which I love, intuition with people, understanding your people a lot, lot better. Um, uh, as I said, right through to strategizing ways of how to scream from the rooftops, who you are, what your brand is, and being absolutely unapologetically you because you are unique. Your business is unique and your people are unique. So how do you stand out from the sea of same and 
particularly in real estate, that's obviously where I thrived and I built that beautiful rapport and an amazing community that I am grateful for every day. But every day I went on stage per se because, you know, going into sales in any industry is like going on stage every day. Um, so I always knew I'd be the next Nicole Kidman with my curls or I'm in business and I'm the latter, obviously. Um, and so walking on stage every day, you've got to take your, your your true self there. And so being unapologetically you is rocking the space that you're in and showing people how to have that permission as well. And therefore, off the back of that, you'll see some amazing sales transformation because you're selling something that you love or people are selling something that you love and your business will thrive and you'll be a much, much happier business owner. So that's sort of me in a nutshell is energy and culture um, and in that beautiful space of uh, performance and relationships and seeing businesses bloom, so crowd bloom, boom, boom. I love it. So my, my question is then because what you're saying so far makes sense at a very, very superficial level for our listeners who know nothing so far. You go, well, that makes perfect sense that if I love what I do, then my staff's going to love it, my customers are going to love it, my sales are going to go up, I'll be more happy and successful. That kind of, that's a beautiful logic model. Mm-hmm. Where do you think real estate has gone so wrong? Why is it that people have this, ooh, um, reaction when you talk about real estate agents? What is it that's just gone so far? It feels like as a muggle who is outside the real estate world, why does it feel like it's gone so far the other way in terms of reputation i naturally keep uh abreast of um i've got a portfolio of properties i naturally keep an eye on particularly obviously home because i'm accessing my letterbox and local um data as opposed to the investment properties and so there's a number of i suppose from want of a better word it's that old school cringeworthy stigma of that traditional real estate agent now I have always worked in the industry and I could see which is obviously how crowd bloom was also uh, born I could see how people were not evolving and just not able to stand out from the sea of sayings they all I think part of the concern from the public's perspective is they all claim to be the best or they all claim to have buyers on their books or they all, like, there's this inauthenticity component that you call that agent and, you know, okay, we're all these buyers or and then obviously they fall short so it's that over-promising, de- over under-delivering component. Um, I think there's a multitude of different worries that the public has with some, some I say some because there's some amazing real estate agents out there. Uh, I think the concern lies in the inauthenticity, uh, the lack of empathy, the, I don't know what you would call this phrase, but I used to say that they'd sell their firstborn to make a sale or sell their grandmother to make a sale. Like it's just so, there's an amazing, amazing career and income to be made in the real estate industry, but it's dog eat dog. and. Yeah. At the moment in 2021, we are experiencing, especially in Brisbane, a phenomenal market whereby uh, the struggle is to get stock or to get homes to sell because buyers are climbing over each other to get an offer in. So um, I, I think of two agents in the area close to me, uh, but one, I just want 
to ring without offending them and say, please let me help you because the only thing you grip onto in every single piece of collateral is one thing, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best. Now, when you actually drill down to, and this is obviously what I do in my business, is not everybody resonates with that. So, yes, mention that, but don't mention that in every piece of marketing. So it's on billboards, it's on bus stops, it's on letterbox drops it's on um you know advertising in the local rag it's in advertising in the shopping center it's everywhere but it's one message yeah so i've got a school mum around the corner and she's already said that she would never ever ever sell with that person or that agent because they seem too cocky when you said yeah, yeah. sounds very ego driven and it's very much about them as opposed to there's another agent who doesn't actually seem like they've got a very big agency but they're having a great time in the industry. They're clearly selling a lot of property but their marketing is very heartfelt, very um, heart-centric, very family-focused. We live, we call it Little Italy. It is completely uh, family-focused here. Now, if I were a son or a daughter of somebody in Little Italy and my parents had passed away, and thank God they're still with me, but uh, if they're no longer earthside, they might look to see, okay, well, who's sending collateral in the mail? And this one agent screaming this one message, me, 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 I'm so good, I'm so good, I'm so good, as opposed to, you know, somebody who is heartfelt, somebody who is empathetic, somebody who wants, who has your best interests at heart, not just mine. I don't want to just be number one agent. I want to help you it's you know it's a really scary world out there let me guide you through let me help you let me hold your hand most people only buy or sell once in their lifetime so really stressful things so as opposed to it being all about me 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 I'm the best I'm the best which is important because that outcome right that outcome at the end of the transaction is important but changing the profiling of who you're working with so in here it is little Italy and family. So it's the elderly and then it's emerging families like us who are buying the homes, debating them, et cetera. Understanding the profile of your marketplace is really important because if you're appealing to families, have that more heartfelt focus. Or if you are in that elite executive, you know, if you were selling penthouses in the middle of a city, well, then that I'm number one, I'm the best, I'm the best, I'm the best, that probably would really work there. But having multiple messages I think is really, really key and understanding your marketplace as well. So, um, yeah, I don't know if that was completely from the original question. but That's okay. That's okay. My question then comes down to competition. Mm -hmm. So it feels like an extremely competitive market or an extremely competitive profession where you've got not only you're competing against other agencies, you may or may not be competing against other salespeople in your company or in your practice. Mm. But also, do you have the competing priorities of a seller and a buyer? So how do you how do you sort of find balance and peace and find empathy when you've got so many different pressures and um, competing priorities for your time to get the best possible outcome? Well, I think it's especially paramount at the moment because the agents are having such a damn good time and any idiot can be selling property at the moment, which is good, but those good times don't last. And we've always said that the hardest times in any industry, any any business, especially in the real estate industry, longevity in any industry is what's going to hold you in good stead over um, those years. So 
it is very, very frustrating, especially obviously because we're constantly keeping an eye on things. We go to open homes. We, you know, we're always looking. It's very frustrating that agents in a busy market like now, although I say agents, I say agents who haven't been in hard markets probably are the ones who lean on this fact. Agents are neglecting the fact that the buyer of which you are seeing hundreds of is going to be your next seller. So the way you treat that transaction, so your your seller is who pays your bills. However, you can't have that sale without the buyer and then that buyer will become your next seller and so on and so forth. So it is very, very often forgotten that component of, you know, I think it's just really important to share that, you know, we're, you're here to purchase a home. My seller or my client is here to sell their home. At the end of the day, when the shoe is on the other foot, I would be delivering my very best outcome for you as the seller. And at the moment, the owner's expectations are here. Your expectations are here. Is there any way that we can bring them in the middle? You know, there's so much. I'm not going to go into scripting and dialogue. Yeah, but yeah. The way it's delivered is with that empathetic heart, not just to, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and squeeze another dollar out of them. Those days are gone and, well, I hope they are. I hope to not see any of those terrible tactics out there but um but yeah your, your buyer is your next client so mm. that and it only takes a very very small window of interaction for them to know whether you would be on their shopping list when they do you know decide to sell and we see it all the time the properties will be sold within you know 18 months well 18 months that's a very very short window of time to be either an amazed amazed by an experience or absolutely hurt and mm and forgotten off the shopping list, no way. Yeah. In terms of relationships, I mean, you said before, sometimes we'll only buy or sell one house. Is there, if you don't get this right, is there the mindset sometimes that a real estate agent goes, meh, buy or sell a house, I'll never see these people again. What is the benefit of actually coming at this with empathy in terms of relationships that may not be long-lasting what are the benefits to a relationship of actually being empathetic I mean you sell a house you sell a house you never see them again it is it's um, word of mouth especially in real estate is so so precious and if you get it wrong people will tell probably more people than when you give it to them right <laughs> so um you know gone are the days of just you know one uh, means of marketing working so Door knocking, that will be your only way, or letterbox dropping, that'll be your only way. Nowadays, you've got so much uh, opportunity, but also opportunity to get it wrong as well. And we are at the whim of reviews and online scorning. Uh, so make sure that you do get it right because your next client could be that buyer who purchases that home, but it also too will be the advocate or advocacy that that buyer creates from that transaction. So if you get it right, they're going to tell people they'll have friends in the market, they'll want to buy or sell or rent or whatever it might be, and your name will be mud. And it's like, you know, going to a bad or a restaurant and leaving a bad review. It's there forever. You can't remove it. And so too is is your name being mud on, on the internet as well. So getting it right is uh, the ability for repeat and gosh some of the referral partners that I made just from that being a good person being empathetic would mean that I sold a home once but then off the back of that I had sold you know 10 or 12 properties from that one connection without that I just would have had that business so it's absolutely paramount to get that piece right 
Have you found any resistance to this kind of thinking? Yes. <laughs> I think it's the old, old school generation who are really, it's really alien to them. And again, as I said before, it's almost they lean on it being like a weakness or um, not having the ability to produce a good outcome. I think that's silly. But I think, you know, if you talk of human behaviour and emotional intelligence or EQ, it's something that's just top of mind now for, I think, our generation as opposed to back in my parents' day, certainly their parents' day, it was not spoken of. So I think I, I definitely know and can see Empathy in the workforce, but in particularly in the real estate industry, is uh, being favoured upon. And as I said before, is definitely being highly credited to success and to longevity in the industry. And so, yeah, definitely, definitely not the flavour of the month, but will continue to even more so grow. So, then what is the benefit of team? I mean, it depends what you've got different types of agents out there. So, you'll always have the one man bands who work for themselves under a franchise type arrangement, for example, and they're happy just plodding along, doing what they want to do. You also see a lot of family, you know, parents, mums or dads still wanting to have that flexibility because it is real estate's one of those beautiful arenas that you can have some flexibility around your diary. You are essentially like your own boss under a franchise arrangement or if you have your own, obviously, um, agency. So you can, in a way, uh, drive your own uh, diary or calendar, but it can obviously go to the opposite end where you are incredibly busy, incredibly popular because you are such an empathetic agent, and that's when you really would require the assistance and leaning on a team. So if you can imagine you've got a franchise and then you've got a, an amazing performer underneath that franchise um, setup, and then you've got a team around you of you know EAs, PAs, buyer leads, buyer associates, sales associates, whatever you want to call them, you do need that mix if you want to have high-performing numbers because, of course, we are in 2021 where we expect everything yesterday and if, uh, if we order an, uh, an Uber and it's, you know, six minutes, we cancel it because that's just too long. We're happy to pay the $8 yeah. fees. We book another one and the other one's only four minutes. So we've shaved off two minutes so we think we're winning. So we are at the whim of speed, like incredible speed, and we want it yesterday. We also want perfect service. We want amazing branding. We want to be wowed. Like there's so much high expectation, especially out of a high dollar value transaction. So if you imagine, you know, to sell a five or $600,000 home would be around the fifteen dollars to $25,000 mark, depending on your commission structure. Disclaimer. You know, so as a seller, you want that wow factor. If I'm going to be paying that as opposed to doing it on my own, please don't ever sell your own home. You want some sort of wow factor. So you are at the whim. You know, I remember, and this was certainly pre-kids, they are my, uh, my importance. And I remember being sitting around at other people's dining room tables at 8.30, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. But that's what I needed to do to, to perform at the level I was at. But, you know, that's sort of the territory that you're in and you need to provide that service. So can you do that on your own as well as meet the expectations of all the other clients to be able to raise that kind of um, stock level or keep that kind of stock level? Well, it's really, really difficult. So that's probably yeah. why the importance is there to have a good team, a solid team of which you can lean on when you are busy. So, yes, absolutely, team is is vital in any business. It's vital, but in particular real estate where it's that high 
high value transaction, high dollar transaction and high wow factor required as well. So, yes, absolutely, work is imperative. So then let's flip the script for a second and talk empathy for real estate agents. What is it like? Like it sounds like go, 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 time pressure, financial potentially insecurity when times are bad, financial overload when times are good. What's it actually like to be a real estate agent? What's mental health and self-care like in real estate? Is that a thing? Um, It wasn't abundant back in the height of my career. So I've been in out of the traditional selling model for six or seven years. So back then, I mean, it was starting to become popular. It was, you know, the term people and culture or uh, that kind of component of any organisation was coming into the mix, but it wasn't uh, a heavy focus, whereas I think it definitely is now. Uh, the amount of beautiful uh, business coaches or strategic advisors who are really, really focused, like myself, on, as I said, that EQ, that human behaviour, the mental health, it's it's really um, it's really in the focal point at the moment and I think it'll even be even more so. Uh, you know, I think uh, looking back to some of the conferences that I attended, again, in the height of my career, so not now in the real estate industry, so it's sort of apples and oranges, um, the speakers that you would have at a conference would be always uh, real estate internal focus. So it would be other real estate agents or, you know, see what they're doing or, you know, be, you know, emulate this agent or it would always be internal to the industry as opposed to now I see a definite uh, marketplace and a common uh, component of having non-real estate uh, speakers, the non-real estate agency speakers. So it might be, you know, your health, your well-being, your mindset, your mental health. Yeah. That's definitely uh, strong and getting stronger because let's face it, you can't have one without the other. The rate of burnout is incredibly high. Yeah. Uh, rate of divorce is incredibly high, yeah. and the rate of uh, financial uh, ruin is incredibly high as well. So I said before that there's definitely a good coin to make. There is. Uh, it's has had its stigma of making good money, but spending good money and spending more than <laughs> what they've earned. So, um, and especially in times like last year where it was really, really difficult, the cream will always rise to the top. But if you have gotten used to a certain level of income, well, of course, then all your your bills will stack up to that level of income as well. And it, it's like any business I know that others um, suffered as well last year. But if you've got yourself so highly geared, so strained financially, and it was one of those pieces that, you know, you see a lot of agents, especially the young ones, who can get in and a quick buck and a good buck. So they go out and buy the big flashy Armani suits and, you know, the latest C or E-class Mercedes and they look yeah. amazing. They look the part. They got the personalised number plate. I know, I know, I know, I know. But I've actually helped many a real estate agent colleague show them how to um, invest properly, not just uh, it was rife of real estate agents buying something just because they couldn't sell it so they'd buy it to appease the like. <laughs> Just, you know, these terrible transactions that were taking place, but not having that financial literacy of what makes for a good investment or how to spend less than your earning, et cetera, et cetera, setting yourself up for the future or investing themselves, funnily enough. 
So yeah. times like last year where nobody actually saw their flashy suits or nobody saw their flashy cars, it comes down to who are you as a, as a core, remove all those materialistic items, who are you, who is Emma, who is Leanne yeah. as a person, I've always connected with people regardless of whatever I'm purchasing or the industry I'm, I'm working with uh, or buying from. It's about the person and it's not about the car. I've known some of the most successful agents driving, you know, Ford, Ford sedan wagons, uh, sedans, and, and they've done really, really well. They've kept it clean, obviously. And I've also known other friends who will drive around the corner and walk around because they're so embarrassed by that. But if you just own your space and rock it and be authentically you, and as I said, unapologetically you, yeah. guess what you drive? You're going to get the result and it's going to fall out of your face pretty evidently whether you're going to get the result or not. So if you walk in lacking confidence and driving a piece of crap car, well, chances are you're probably not great at your job. But that's the same in any yeah. supposed to. Hey, rock up looking amazing. I might not have an Amani suit on. I might not be driving a brand new you know, BMW, but I'm going to get the job done and I look professional. Okay, that's yeah. a good chance. So I think it's yeah, being authentic, being honest, having good communication, and yeah, being absolutely empathetic is absolutely yeah. And I think by the sounds of it as well taking the time to genuinely invest in yourself mm. so invest in financial literacy invest in mental health and self-care because then by the sound of it you can then bring your best self to your next client so you're not burning out you're not this feast and famine stress you don't have your emotions at the mercy of the market or the client or whatever it is so by the sound of it investing in that self-care self-development piece mm-hmm. helps you be a better real estate agent yeah absolutely absolutely so what sort of things can real estate agents do to become more empathetic they're going okay emma i've heard you it sounds good i want to be more empathetic i know i'm the best but i don't need to scream it from the rooftops is the only message how do i connect with people like do you guys do empathy mapping what sort of things can people do to start to tap into becoming an empathetic real estate agent well, i think that's really really important i think first thing is contact leanne butterworth and no. uh, to her team at empathy first no. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Um, i think it's really simple things you know one thing that i'm assisting a client with at the moment is walking into a room with their eyeballs not their forehead and it sounds really really simple but walking into a room we're all busy we've all got our own agendas but walking into their team they're not real estate based but they do have around 25 staff um, and this is obviously speaking to somebody who is a business owner who has staff but it can be likened to any industry any business size any person out there is we are so at the whim and we have to be so, you know, cautious of how much we are focused on this little damn device or many of our devices. But it is walking into a room and it's actually making eyeball connection with you, Leanne, and saying, I acknowledge you, I see you, I hear you, I feel you are important to me. And even if it's only 10 seconds, I'm giving you that time. Time is our most precious and I'm giving you that time because I respect you as opposed to, so I'm walking you with my eyeballs as opposed to giving you my forehead. It's saying, yeah, look, this device is way more important than what anything you've got to say to me. And if that's how you're treating people around you, then what are you treating your clients like? So I used to see it all the time. I, When I first started out, I'd go to a listing appraisal or an appointment and I'd be learning off these agents that have been in the industry for 20 years 
they'd had great success, but they were starting to, you know, get a bit old. They weren't evolving. And I'd sit down and I'd see them, you know, I once went with a, a principal who sat and burped at a presentation and it's not just those disgusting traits, it's they're on their phone, you know, they're answering their phone in the middle, oh, yeah, i just go get this. Like it, that, that, no, this is my time with you. You are so vitally important to me. I respect you. Your voicemail, you know, have it. I'm with somebody really important at the moment. You're also important to me, but would you please leave me a message and I will call you back as soon as I finish with this other important person because they're all important and we need to make everybody that we interact with, whether it is at Woolworths or picking the kids up from daycare or going out to dinner, uh, we are all human. We all have feelings and they can be crumbled, hurt, ruined if we don't pay them the simple respects of, you know, simple things like meeting me in the room with eyeballs, listening, caring deeply, asking how somebody's day was, you know, um, connecting. And it's it's really simple. Like this is textbook 101, real estate agent, learning skills, walking into a home, um, you know, oh, Emma, I can see that you've got a green thumb. How do you keep those beautiful peace lilies alive? I've actually got a tip for, you know, like conversing around other things that are not just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, let's get to the business component. Yeah. You know, and what is it that you connect with outside yeah. of that transaction? And you'll do the same with the buyer as well. So it's yeah. creating relationships. It's creating longevity in any industry, having a heart, having empathy, being a person because, you know, as at 2021, we are still humans behind the transaction. Yeah. One day that probably won't be the case and we'll have to evolve when we get to that. But right now, a buyer and a seller is a human on both sides. So how do we tap into that? Well, just be a good human yourself. Listen, take time. Um, You know, we're all dealing with data and analytics and we're all on electronic direct marketing and, you know, all these sort of technologically driven components but have a human focus and have an aesthetic uh, piece to everything that you do. I think you'll definitely have a very long career in the industry if you have that as uh, not just the flavour of the month but a flavour of your career. I think that would be really yeah. cool. And by the sound of it, there's no downside that I'm hearing to uh, treating people like humans, taking care of yourself. By the sound of it, you then enhance your own reputation, you enhance your own sales performance, you don't burn out, you have better relationships with people, you enjoy your work more. So you're in the industry with with your fellow that's the other thing too having a rapport with your other colleagues i got a number of listings from people who were outside of my core area but they knew yeah. me they loved me they liked me they trusted me and yeah. a feral in the real estate industry is like gold it yeah. is so important to get it right because it uh is so important from both sides so who is being referred to and who is referring it is really important to get that right so that is gold and yeah i definitely received a number of those in my career so not just treating your clients, your buyers, your sellers, your market mm. clients, also treating other fellow real estate colleagues uh, as well. I think that's Absolutely. And I think it, by the sound of it, any resistance to this really comes from a place of insecurity and mm. I'm afraid of being vulnerable, I'm afraid of showing that side of myself. So I think a really good starting point is to go inward and start self-reflecting, going, well, why does that make me uncomfortable? What is it that I'm afraid of? And really start to explore who you are, which means you can then bring your authentic self to your clients, which to me sounds less exhausting than putting on a facade. 
No, because it's like, you know, that old adage, flies will get caught, your story will get undone. Like, just for you, it's too exhausting being anybody else and everybody else is taken, so you can't <laughs> take yourself, just be you. Like I said yeah. before, I expect you to wear this bright fuchsia pink jacket and sequins. I wouldn't expect that for Leanne Butterworth, so just don't push it. Well, I mean, you with the up Would a sequin? It doesn't happen. <laughs> Absolutely. Ordinarily I say what's your advice for, for other real estate agents, but I think we just did that. I think it's like you said, genuinely self-reflect, find out who you are, bring that to the table, bring that to your colleagues and your clients, yeah. and you will have the success. Thank you so much for your time today. Emma, how can people find you? Uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, website, crabloom.com.au. Yeah, thank you. Aww. Thanks so much for having me. I love the work that you're doing. Keep going. Rocky space, own your space. You're amazing. Love it. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Emma, for your time today. What a wonderful discussion. And I think there's definitely something in there for all of us to learn about real estate, but also for real estate agents. I think it's time to up your game, really time to bring empathy into your work, into your profession, bring it to your colleagues and your clients, because by the sounds of it, the benefits will be endless. Thank you so much again, Emma. This is the Empathy Podcast. My name's Leanne Butterworth.